We're always here, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, fetching you expert perspectives on sports gaming, odds, and more. Kind of like a faithful dog without all that butt sniffing. We're the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Hour number two here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. It is a Monday morning, and we get rolling looking back on the weekend that was in college football. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. We will be joined in just mere moments by Sports Grid CFB analyst Joe Lisi to look back on weekend number eight of the college football campaign and look forward later this hour to what I am calling the best weekend of the entire college football season because we have some great marquee matchups on the horizon, some rivalry battles, some very long-standing games. It is going to be a great upcoming Saturday slate across college football. But before we do that, week eight now in the rear view. So here is how things stand as we head into the later portion of October into the thick of conference action. A new AP poll has been released, and we have a little bit of change within the top 10, although the top two remain the same. It is Georgia, number one, Cincinnati, number two, but looky, looky, who's back at number three. It is the Alabama Crimson Tide back into the top three in the country, third overall as things stand now after week number eight of this college football season. The reason because of that, Alabama blowing out Tennessee on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, 52-24, covering as a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. Oklahoma drops a spot to number four in the country because, although the Sooners beat Kansas, it was a test. Oklahoma was shut out in the first half. They only beat Kansas by 12 points, a final score of 35-23. to The Sooners were a 38-and-a-half-point favorite in that game against Kansas. Ohio State now back into the top five as well, ranked fifth in the country, and they look darn good. They beat Indiana on the road in, on the road in Bloomington on Saturday night, 54-7. to They have averaged 57.3 points per game, have the Ohio State Buckeyes in their last three Big Ten games. The top-scoring offense in the country resides in Columbus, Ohio. The Ohio State is averaging 49 points per game this year they also have the second best scoring margin in all of college football outscoring their opponents by nearly 31 points per game 30.7 on average only Georgia has a higher scoring margin than the Ohio State Buckeyes as things stand at the moment so that's what the AP poll looks like in the top five the Big Ten has four teams in the top 10 the SEC has three schools in the top 10 Iowa State back into the top 25 after knocking off previously unbeaten Oklahoma State in Ames on Saturday. So when you compare, as we must always do, and contrast often the AP poll to the national championship market on the FanDuel Sportsbook, here is how things look when you compare the AP poll to the national championship market on FanDuel. Right now, Georgia, who is the number one team in the country, unanimously so, also the favorites to win the college football playoff national championship at plus 115. Alabama, the second shortest odds at plus 250. Ohio State, although ranked fifth in the country, have the third shortest odds at plus 450. They were plus 750 entering the weekend, so $3 of movement in their favor. Alabama, the second shortest odds, 
but the third-ranked team in the country. Ohio State also entered the weekend at minus 190 to win the Big Ten Conference. Now at plus 450, their odds getting better and better as the weeks go on, mainly because of how impressive Ryan Day, C.J. Stroud, and that Ohio State offense have been the last couple of weeks. Oklahoma's odds actually got longer this weekend as they fell by a spot as we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after on this Monday morning, just getting underway. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. You are listening on Sirius XM Channel 204, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. Looking back at weekend number eight of the college football campaign and how things stand in the newest AP poll and the latest up-to-date odds in the national championship market on the FanDuel Sportsbook. As I was saying, Oklahoma falling one spot back in the AP poll from number three entering the weekend now to number four. Their odds also getting longer in the national championship market. 16 to one entering Saturday's contest on the road in Lawrence, Kansas. Now, Oklahoma 20 to one. Once these odds come back up, I cannot wait to see how the Big 12 market looks. Oklahoma had the longest odds of any team in any conference across all of college football to win their respective conference at minus 210 entering Saturday's game against the Kansas Jayhawks after an Iowa State win, an Oklahoma win, but a dicey win at that against Kansas. I look forward to seeing what those Big 12 championship odds look like. Oklahoma 16-1 entering Saturday, now 20-1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Still the fourth shortest odds to win the college football playoff national championship. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, the fifth shortest odds, or excuse me, Cincinnati, the fifth shortest odds at 30 to one. They are still the number two team in the AP poll. They did not cover and were tested by a Navy team in that early slate of Saturday's window. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, now 17th in the AP poll in firm control of their destiny in the Atlantic Coast Conference after a huge win at home against Clemson this past weekend. They are 60 to one to win the Natty. They are 80 to one, or they were 80 to one before Saturday entering that game against Clemson. The seventh shortest odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So Pittsburgh now plus 6,000 to win the national championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Michigan right before Pitt, right after Cincinnati as things stand when you look at the national championship market where things are on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So the newest AP poll has been released, but it was released after a weekend of chaos in the big conferences. The Big 12 with an upset scare of Oklahoma by Kansas, also in the Big 10, making history in Happy Valley on Saturday in an upset of the Penn State Nittany Lions. We look back on that on the other side of the break. Sirius XM Channel 204, the morning after on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on the morning after on Sports Grid Sirius XM Channel 204. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. And now we are very pleased to be joined by Sports Grid CFB analyst Joe Lisi, who will be riding with us for the next hour all the way up 
until 11 a.m. Eastern. So, Joe, before we dive into a weekend of chaos in the big conferences, that being the Big Ten and the Big 12, welcome to you to the morning after on this Monday morning. Oh, what a weekend of college football, Ben, right? That thriller in the Rose Bowl between Oregon and UCLA. We saw Kenny Pickett and the crew step up and knock off uh, Clemson. Going to be a fantastic week number nine, and we're just getting started. It's going to be an incredible weekend number nine. We will look at some of the marquee matchups to round out our number two, but let's look back at week number eight across the college football slate. I said a weekend of chaos in the big conferences because in the Big 12, first and foremost, there was a marquee matchup in Ames, Iowa, between Oklahoma State, who was ranked eighth at the time and unbeaten, entering Saturday's game against Iowa State. Now, the Cyclones did prevail. They won 24-21, to but the Cyclones were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Oklahoma State covers that number. It was part of this weird phenomenon, Joe, on Saturday where there were four unranked teams being the favorite over a ranked foe. Iowa State gets to win. Oklahoma State gets to cover. But the Cowboys from Stillwater's perfect season comes to an end. What did you make of that contest in Ames on Saturday afternoon? Just a blue-collar effort, uh, Ben. It was a gutty effort on both sides and some controversy as well. I mean, Iowa State hits a big play with Xavier Hutchinson. All of a sudden, it was a, a taunting call that we've never seen in terms of college football. And somehow, some way, Iowa State still prevails. The fourth down attempt by Oklahoma State, they reviewed it. They can't make a determination. And Brock Purdy and Brees Hall step up. That was a defensive, solid defensive effort by the Cyclones, one of the top defenses in the Big 12. And, and now Oklahoma State still can make the Big 12 championship game if they win, the, win out the rest of the month of November and knock off Oklahoma and Bedlam, there's still an opportunity even to become a college football playoff contender. And Joe, this is how I know this weekend was pure chaos in the Big 12 and the Big 10 because right now they have updated some of the odds for some of the Power 5 conferences on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The SEC, the Pac-12, and the ACC, but the two conference conferences we are discussing here, the Big 10 and the Big 12, those latest odds not currently up on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Entering the weekend, though, entering Saturday's game between Iowa State and Oklahoma State, both of those two teams were tied at plus 500 with the second shortest odds to win the Big 12 Conference. Now Iowa State back into the top 25 in the latest AP poll, ranked 22nd in the country. Oklahoma State, although not in the top 10 anymore, ranked 15th. When you look at Iowa State and how things stand in terms of winning the national championship, they are tied for the eighth shortest odds at 80 to 1 right now. And Iowa State, Struggled a little bit early on in this year. Barely beat Northern Iowa week number one. Lost to Iowa in the Cyhawk Trophy game week number two. Week number four fell to Baylor, but Baylor, also a pretty good team, ranked in the top 20 of the AP poll. Now Iowa State has won three straight games, and they are starting to round back into form. The eighth best scoring margin in all of college football, outscoring teams by 16.8 points per game, and the third best total defense in all of the country, only allowing their opponents to rack up 261 yards of total offense. So Iowa State still just 3-4 and four against the spread, but they have Oklahoma coming up the second-to-last week of the year. That could be a game that might be a potential preview of the Big 12 championship game just a few weeks after that. Then Oklahoma has Bedlam, and it was almost Bedlam in terms of messing up the entire season for the Sooners on Saturday in Lawrence, Kansas. Oklahoma against Kansas. The Sooners, a 38-and-a-half-point road favorite. 
OU was shut out in the first half. Kansas had a 10-0 lead at the break, and Oklahoma does ultimately prevail in this game, winning 35-23. But, Joe, they get nowhere close to covering that 38-and-a-half-point spread. I have remained skeptical of the Sooners, who are now just 3-5 and five against the number this season. Well, think about that performance on Saturday in Lawrence, Penn. That was a team that they had beaten 16 straight times, and the last four games have won by an average margin of victory of 32.7 points per game. And to be shut out completely in the first half, I mean, that was a dynamic defensive performance by the Jayhawks. Caleb Williams did come on in the second half, and another controversial call on fourth down where he ripped the football out of Kennedy Brooks's. Hands that allowed Oklahoma to survive. They don't make that fourth down attempt. They're on life support. So I agree with you right now. There's no guarantee, even though they're undefeated and the best team on record in the Big 12, that Oklahoma has a clear-cut path to the college football playoff. There are potential roadblocks, like you mentioned, with Brock Purdy and, and Brees Hall. They have knocked off Iowa State, Oklahoma, Two out of the last four years, knocked them off last year as a home road, uh, underdog in Ames. So now they have to go to Norman. They're playing with house money right now. And then when you look at Oklahoma State, the potential for that defense to contain Caleb Williams in Bedlam in Stillwater is a potential opportunity for the Cowboys to step up, even though they've lost six straight to the Sooners by 18.3 points per game in terms of margin of defeat. We'll see how it plays out over the next month. And we all thought that Caleb Williams in his second career start for OU would put up monstrous numbers against Kansas on Saturday. Wasn't quite that. 15 of 20, 178 passing yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Did run the ball in as well and had 70 yards on the ground. A 40-yard touchdown scamper. And then like Joe mentioned, a controversial play. He ripped the ball from Kennedy Brooks, took off to convert a fourth down. Because it happened behind the line of scrimmage, it was a legal play although that was the discussion surrounding what Caleb Williams did. And it's not just Joe and I saying there is a natural skepticism to Oklahoma this year because despite being the third-ranked team in the, or the fourth-ranked team in the country now, third-ranked entering Saturday, and a perfect unbeaten record, they are 3-5 and five against the spread. They are not covering by an average margin of 6.6 points per game. And it's not just our natural hesitation. It's the marketplace's hesitation as well because the odds worked both against Oklahoma and Caleb Williams after Saturday's win over Kansas. Oklahoma was 16-1 to entering the weekend to win the national championship. They are now 20-1 to on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Caleb Williams somehow, someway was inside the top 10 with some of the best odds in the country to win the Heisman at 40-1. to now, 10 bucks of movement working against him, 50 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. So, Oklahoma still unbeaten, but it's a very, very different picture overall when you look at where Oklahoma stands in the college football national landscape. Finally, Joe, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. It was nine overtimes between Illinois and Penn State in State College on Saturday afternoon. And Illinois upsetting the then seventh ranked. Penn State Nittany Lions winning 20-18 to 18 in nine overtimes. It was history, Joe Lisi, in Happy Valley on Saturday. No college football game had ever gone past seven overtimes. Illinois and Penn State playing nine overtimes due to the new rules of the two-point conversion off and all of that stuff that was at stake on Saturday. Illinois pulls off the upset and in the most Big Ten fashion ever, Joe Lisi, a game that went to nine overtimes still falls under the total of 46 and a half by a full touchdown. 
That is Big Ten football at its absolute finest. Unreal, Ben, what transpired in Beaver Stadium. We talked about Penn State's dominance. They've only lost six games over the course of the last five years under James Franklin to for the game to go nine overtimes to knock off some of the games like 2003 Matt Jones and Jared Lorenzen Kentucky Arkansas I mean an amazing performance and think about it this game had it all Sean Clifford drops a two-point conversion Jawan Jaquan Brisker drops an interception Illinois made plays they rushed for over 300 yards Penn State did not and that's a terrible performance the week before Ohio State because everything was in front of James Franklin and the Nittany Lions in that ballgame. And Sean Clifford clearly was not fully healthy in that game against the Illini, who entered as a 24-and-a-half-point underdog. They cover Illinois 4-3-1 against the spread this year, 4-1 ATS in Big Ten play. We look at the Heisman Trophy race on the other side of the break right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Morning after here on Sports Grid. So nice we let you know about it twice. My name is Ben Stevens. I'm your host along with Joe Lisi for this entire second hour focusing on college football. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 204 all across the great Sports Grid network. So Joe, we've recapped a little bit of week number eight, but I think it's a very important time as we enter the late part of this, uh, October, excuse me, and we have so much to go until early December, that's what I was alluding to, the Heisman Trophy race is really starting to heat up right now, especially when you look at the odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. As things stand currently, after eight weeks of this college football season, Alabama's Bryce Young is now the favorite by himself at plus 125. Matt Corral of Ole Miss, who was the co-favorite with Bryce Young entering this weekend, now the second shortest odds at plus 350. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for the Ohio State University, the third shortest odds at plus 450. So Bryce Young and Matt Corral, the co-favorites entering the weekend at plus 175. Now it's Bryce Young, who has had the odds get shorter in his marketplace looking as the favorite as things stand. Joe, what do you make of the top of this Heisman Trophy market on the FanDuel Sportsbook? Oh, I'd like to see some interesting names on there. Brennan Armstrong, the quarterback of Virginia at 50-1. to 1. Another dynamic performance against Georgia Tech. And let's not forget, you know, we hear about Kenny Pickett, but Virginia still has an outside shot to potentially win the Coastal. They have a game with Pittsburgh coming up in the month of November if Pitt drops another ACC game or two ACC games and and Virginia does have the head-to-head, there's the potential for Brennan Armstrong to go to the ACC championship game. But I think when you look at the overall board right now, Ben, I'm going to back a running back here. And I think uh, potentially Ooh. Kenneth Walker does have everything in front of him in terms of a 40-to-1 shot. He has an opportunity to showcase his talent against the top-ranked defense in Michigan. 
I think you could look at any of those running backs right now. Kenneth Walker at 40 to 1. Travion Henderson of Ohio State also at 40 to 1. Brian Robinson Jr., the stud running back for Alabama, also 40 to 1. That is where the crop of the running backs sit right now. Travion Henderson for the Buckeyes is a big play threat at all times. Kenneth Walker, the third, one of the leading rushers in all of college football coming off the bye. A huge rivalry game on Saturday in East Lansing against the Michigan Wolverines. Joe, there are four names right now in the Heisman Trophy market on the FanDuel Sportsbook that have three digits of their odds or less. And right now where it stands, that is Bryce Young at plus 125, the favorite. Matt Corral at plus 350. C.J. Stroud at plus 450. And then Kenny Pickett, the quarterback for Pittsburgh, at plus 900. Kenny Pickett with the fourth shortest odds. He was plus 2,000 entering the weekend. Now after a huge win for the Panthers over Clemson on Saturday afternoon. Down there with the fourth shortest odds. One of the four names with triple digits next to their price at plus 900. Kenny Pickett, the sixth highest rated quarterback in all the country right now. Tied for the fourth most touchdown passes in the country at 23 this year. Only has one interception and had a great game against Clemson. 25 of 39, 302 yards through the air and two touchdowns. Pittsburgh now the odds on favorite to win the ACC at minus 140. Pitt right now 60 to 1, the seventh shortest odds to win the national championship. So Kenny Pickett might provide a little bit of value for you as you go through this marketplace. But Joe, here's where I think the value is. And I think it is with the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes in CJ Stroud at plus 450. His odds have been getting shorter and shorter over the last couple of weeks. He was plus 750 entering Saturday's contest in primetime against Indiana. But C.J. Stroud, the second-highest-rated quarterback in all of college football, look at how efficient he was against IU. 21-28, 266 yards, and four touchdown passes pretty much in two-and-a-half quarters. He did not play past the seven-minute mark in the third quarter against Indiana. When he was taken out, he had led Ohio State's last 156 offensive plays. The Buckeyes had put up 150 points there is a reason that cj stroud is at the helm of the most explosive offense in all of the country right now 54 points against indiana the top scoring offense in all of college football averaging more than 49 points per game are the ohio state buckeyes cj stroud in his last three games for ohio state 14 passing touchdowns not a single interception so do you think there is value joe although the number is slightly short on cj stroud as things stand yeah, there is, because when you look at the loss to Oregon, Ben, he put up 484 yards on the Oregon Ducks secondary. So he still stepped up, even though they didn't cover and, and lost that ball game outright by seven points. He performed well in the second half. So you can't say that in the biggest games on their schedule, he hasn't stepped up. They have the potential to knock off Penn State this weekend. They're a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Still play undefeated Michigan and Michigan State down the road, depending on, on who wins this weekend in East Lansing that's as long as he steps up he has the ability to pad his stats and then lead the Buckeyes to a Big Ten championship game so I mean when all eyes are on Ohio State and you just look at this team just trending in the right direction and really peaking at just the right time this is a great stat and, and a great performance by C.J. Stroud if you're sitting on his ticket for a potential Heisman Trophy because you know they need style points not just to win the Big Ten but to potentially crack the college football playoff with Oregon right there in the rearview mirror sitting at number seven overall.
Yeah, and after that Ohio State loss and C.J. Stroud missed the game due to some shoulder tightness as well, his odds got all the way up there to 20-1. to Hopefully you grab the value there, but even entering last weekend, plus 750, given how short the odds were and currently still are on Bryce Young and Matt Corral, there might be value on C.J. Stroud. We discussed this late last week that after a big performance, most likely against Indiana, from plus 750, it would get a lot shorter for C.J. Stroud, and in fact, it has. He has averaged 334 passing yards in the last three Big Ten games for the Ohio State Buckeyes, games that they have won by huge, huge margins, games they have put up uh, 57.3 points on average against Rutgers, Maryland, and now Indiana. I know not the best competition, but a lot of that is still on the horizon for Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, the odds-on favorites, at least entering the weekend, to win the Big Ten Conference. And Joe, the reason I think Bryce Young has overtaken Matt Corral as the solo favorite right now to win the Heisman on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 125 is because of Bryce Young's performance on Saturday night in Bryant-Denny Stadium against Tennessee. When you look at the numbers, they were gaudy for Bryce Young against the Vols. 31 of 43, 371 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, two more rushing touchdowns in a big 52-24 win over the Vols. It was a game in which Alabama was a 24.5 point favorite. It was a little bit shaky early on, but Alabama prevails and covers that big spread against Tennessee. Bryce Young now has 26 touchdowns through the air this year, the third most in college football. He's the fourth highest rated passer. And now Matt Corral and Ole Miss got a big win at home on Saturday over LSU. But because Matt Corral was a little bit banged up in that game, the numbers were not overwhelming in Matt Corral's favor. That's why Bryce Young, in my opinion, Joe, has become the favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 125 to win the Heisman Trophy. And it's a similar argument, right, correlated markets-wise for C.J. Stroud in Ohio State as it is for Bryce Young and Alabama. The second shortest odds to win the SEC at plus 110. The second shortest odds to win the national championship at plus 250. So as Bryce Young and Alabama goes, so do the odds as they continue to grow shorter on FanDuel. And think about this in terms of Bryce Young. There is no margin of error. They have one SEC loss. They still have two rivalry games with LSU and Auburn, respectively. So if there is an upset, let's say, along the way in the month of November and Ole Miss wins out, guess what? Ole Miss is going to the SEC championship game. So that's why when you look at Bryce Young right now and that performance against Tennessee, that was a seven-point game for much of the third quarter until they hit the fourth quarter. And Bryce Young and Alabama just put on the afterburners and blew out the Volunteers with a dynamic uh, 28-point performance. They now have beaten Tennessee 15 straight meetings, and they've won those games by an average margin of victory of 30-plus per game. So I I agree with you. That's why he's the front runner because he's on one of the best teams in the country. They have to dominate teams the rest of the way. And if they lose a game, they're on the outside looking in for the college uh, football playoffs. So they really have to put on style points over the next four or five weeks, Ben. Again, there's only four quarterbacks right now that have three digits in their price. So there's not a ton of value. But when you look from a value perspective based on short odds, that's why it might be with C.J. Stroud, who's only plus 450. But when Bryce Young is plus 125, the value has been sapped from Bama's quarterback. Maybe there's a little bit more value on Matt Corral, who was plus 175 as the co-favorite entering the weekend, is now plus 350 because, as Joe mentioned, you know he's going to put up numbers for Ole Miss, and there is a potential 
for the Rebs to make it into the SEC championship game if Alabama loses another conference tilt. Joe, names you will not see on this Heisman board right now, DJ Uyungongale, the quarterback for Clemson, or the preseason favorite, Spencer Rattler for Oklahoma. When's the last time we had two of the top three odds to win the Heisman entering the year both be benched at a point during the season, Joe? Unbelievable. I cannot believe that. I mean, it's one thing for just Spencer Rattler giving up the job to Caleb Williams, the inconsistency. But you have to go back, I mean, I think to 2013, 2012, even potentially 2011 to see that Clemson has lost three regular season games. I mean, it's been a long time, Ben. And, you know, things aren't looking good in Death Valley for Davo Sweeney and Brett Venables right now. DJ Ungongale was benched in that game against Pittsburgh. Taken out, came back in. Two interceptions against Pittsburgh. Very, very costly for a Clemson offense that is struggling to find any semblance of scoring throughout this year. All right. Week eight of the college football season is in the rearview mirror. On the horizon, the best weekend of the entire college football season. In my mind, we talk about those marquee matchups. That's up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Coming up this weekend, it is Halloween. It is only a Monday morning right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 204, but it's spooky season. But in college football, it might be the best Saturday of the entire year. I am Ben Stevens, and for this second hour, we have been joined by Sports Grid's college football analyst, Joe Lisi. And Joe, it's only Monday, and I know we have a couple of days ahead until we get to Saturday. But in my mind, it's never too early to preview the premier weekend of the entire college football season. We have so many great games with so much at stake and so much impactful marquee matchups on the horizon for this upcoming Saturday. Let's begin, of course, in my neck of the woods, the Big Ten Conference. It is going to be an unreal rivalry matchup between Michigan and Michigan State. Here is what is at stake, and here is what the stage is set like right now. Both teams, perfect. Unbeaten so far this year at 7-0. Michigan ranked sixth in the latest AP poll. Michigan State, number eight. It is going to be in East Lansing on Saturday in that noon window. The Spartans right now getting four and a half points on that line against the Wolverines on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The over-under total, 51 and a half. Joe, we've already seen movement in this number. When I checked early yesterday on Sunday afternoon, it was four and a half in favor of Michigan. Then last night, it was three and a half in favor of the Wolverines. Currently on FanDuel, it's back up to four and a half in favor of Michigan. An in-state battle, two very bitter rivals, two perfect unbeaten teams as things stand at the moment. How excited are you? for this matchup between the Wolverines and the Spartans. 
Oh, very excited, Ben. And the fact that it's a noon kickoff is even better. That's how we start our Saturday. I can tell you this from watching college football dating back to the mid-80s. Halloween weekend, we know, is upset city, baby. Crazy things have happened on Halloween weekend, and I think this weekend is no different. There's going to be potential top 10 upsets across the landscape of college football, maybe in East Lansing to start off the day. Now, I haven't broke this game down deep in detail, but I can tell you this, the one thing about Jim Harbaugh from his tenure there in Ann Arbor. He's just basically a 500 ball coach on the road or on a neutral field site dating back to 2017. They were a better road team last year than they were at home. They were 0-3 at home. They lost this ball game to Michigan State as a 25.5 point favorite last year, 27-24. to Now they go on the, re- uh, the road for a revenge spot. This game comes down to the quarterbacks. I mean, early on, which quarterback do you believe more in? Cade McNamara or Peyton Thorne? Because either is going to have to make plays in this ballgame with solid top 10 defenses. I'm going to go with the home team early on. And Peyton Thorne, I think he's a better quarterback at this point in the season. I've seen him do more in the passing game. Give me the three and a half points early on with the rivalry game. I'll take my chances here with Michigan State and the better running back in Kenneth Walker. Michigan, the best rushing offense, though, in the Big Ten Conference, averaging more than 253 yards per game. A dual-headed attack of Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. Kenneth Walker the third on the other side for Michigan State. You know the old adage, Joe, as it goes, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> That's certainly what we have for this game because when you compare the numbers right now between MSU and Michigan, they are very, very close. Michigan this year, 7-0 straight up. Michigan State this year, 7-0 straight up. The Wolverines, 6-1 against the spread. The Spartans, 5-1-1 against the number. Both teams, two of six teams in all of college football with only one loss against the number. Both teams covering by an average margin of 9.9 points per game. The same exact cover margin for both Michigan and Michigan State. When you look at their scoring offenses in the Big Ten Conference, Michigan, the second-best scoring offense. Michigan State, the third-best scoring offense. It is going to be a very close game on Saturday in East Lansing. Michigan State right now getting four and a half points at home. This line is going to fluctuate. We've already seen movement in the first 24 hours. It has been live and available on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It is going to hover around that key number of three. Three, three and a half now currently at four and a half in favor of Michigan. Depending on how you feel, if you want to jump in on the home team, this line of four and a half for the Spartans could be a good one to get in on. An over under total of 51 and a half. For Saturday in East Lansing, between two unbeaten teams that play their college football in the same exact state, Michigan and Michigan State. The Paul Bunyan Trophy is on the line between the Spartans and the Wolverines on Saturday. As we go out of the Big Ten right now, Joe, to another game this upcoming Saturday, a great rivalry matchup in Jacksonville, Florida. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party between the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, and the Florida Gators. Georgia right now on this neutral site, a 14.5 point favorite against the Florida Gators. Georgia has been dominant, Joe. Do you think the Gators can give them a run for their money this upcoming Saturday afternoon? 
I do, and this is, I don't need any thought in terms of this ball game. I've been a Georgia fan since 1980 with the days of Herschel Walker, and I know that Florida's going to come to play, especially since they're out of the college football playoff, 4-3 and three overall, and the ability of their quarterbacks, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, to put pressure on Georgia's defense on the perimeter. Let's keep in mind, this is a Florida team that dominated Stetson Bennett. Last year, they fell behind 14 to nothing, turned on the Jets, and blew out the Bulldogs in the second half of this ballgame. I know Georgia's number one in the nation have a top-ranked defense, but Dan Mullen in this spot on a neutral field, I love Florida early on here. I'm not swaying from this. They might not win, but I definitely feel they cover this 14.5-point number Saturday in Jacksonville. Florida won last year 44 to 28, as Joe was alluding to. Georgia won the three previous matchups before last year in 2020. If my math is correct, I believe this will be the 100th all time meeting between Florida and Georgia. And since 1933, all but two games have been played in Jacksonville. It's one of the longest running rivalries in all of college football, especially one of the longest that have been played on a neutral field in Jacksonville, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party because it gets rowdy and things get very, very fun. I have had a stance all year long, Joe, of taking Georgia's opponents team total under. It has worked for me for a very long time as UGA is the best scoring defense in the country, only allowing 6.6 points per game to their opponent, the best total defense in the country, only allowing 209 rushing yards per game to their opponent, the best or excuse me, 209 total yards, the second best rushing defense, only allowing 64.3 yards per game to their opponent. When you look at what Florida does, the 23rd best scoring offense, averaging more than 34 points per game, the third best rushing offense in the country, averaging more than 254 yards on the ground. That is the best number outside of a service academy that's not Army or Air Force. So we are going to have a battle of what Florida does very well against what Georgia does very well. If you're estimating team totals right now, based on the spread and the number, Georgia, a 14.5 point favorite, the over-under total currently 50 and a half for this game between the dogs and the Gators. You could estimate a Florida team total somewhere in the ballpark of 17 and a half, 18 and a half. Am I going to have the stones to take a Florida team total under on Saturday in Jacksonville? Ooh, maybe just maybe I'll break down that handicap a little bit later on in this week, but it is going to be a great contest between Georgia and Florida. One of the great contests we have college football week number nine, Joe, a game that had a lot of hype. Heading into this past weekend, a little bit less right now, but still a top 20 tilt in the Big Ten Conference in primetime. Ohio State, the fifth-ranked team in the country, hosting number 20 Penn State right now in Columbus. But the spread is big in favor of the Buckeyes, showing in that direction that team is trending versus Penn State, who has lost two straight games in the direction the Nittany Lions are trending right now. Ohio State, a 17.5-point favorite, the over-under total, 59 and a half. Can we expect this game to be closer than the spread is indicating at this moment? Much closer, and I need no thought process in this one. Penn State's going to be on my picks for the week as well. Just because of the overtime loss, there's a tendency if you go back to to heartbreaking overtime losses, the potential that bettors or gamblers bet against that team the following week, we see a huge overreaction. I think you're going to get a gutty effort by Sean Clifford and Jahad Dotson and that offense on the road. The mistakes that they allowed in terms of the overtime period, where was the play calling by Yursich to 
go to his dynamic playmaker, I mean, Jahan Dotson, they did not have any plays in any of the overtimes to really win that ball game with Jahan Dotson. It was all Noah Kane, Sean Clifford, and everyone else for that offense. So I think Penn State comes to play. Do they win? We don't know. But 17 and a half is way too much. They've been on the number the last few years, have covered large spreads. Go back a couple of years ago in Columbus, 18 and a half point spread they covered. Last year it was right on 13 and a half. In the previous few years, Penn State has covered the number against Ohio State. They're a senior laden team coming off a monumental loss. I think they show well. And I'll tell you this right now whatever Jahan Dotson's prop total is on FanDuel this coming Saturday, I'm on it because I think he steps up in a more key primetime performance. When you look at Ohio State's offense right now, the top scoring offense in the country, averaging more than 49 points per game. And despite the loss for Penn State on Saturday to Illinois, still the third best scoring defense in the country, only allowing a little bit more than two touchdowns per game on average. So it will truly be a battle of what both teams do best. Ohio State's secondary still leaves some to be desired. So if Sean Clifford is healthy, I think looking at Jahan Dotson's receiving yards prop on Saturday against the Buckeyes could be an area to target. But that's my question. How healthy is Sean Clifford? Knocked out of the game against Iowa, used the bye week to get a little bit more healthy as things stood, but did not seem fully effective against Illinois this past Saturday at home in State College. Ohio State has won four in this rivalry matchup against Penn State. They've won four straight, eight of the last nine. The last win for Penn State, 2016 in State College. But like Joe mentioned, in the last four losses for the Nittany Lions, they would have easily covered this number of 17 and a half. And that's what Ohio State is favored by on Saturday night in Columbus against Penn State. So three great games across the docket on Saturday. That doesn't even take into account a game with an over-under total of 36 and a half between Wisconsin and Iowa. We will get Joe's thoughts on that one coming up on the other side of the break. But Joe, I think we have the stage set for a great week number nine, October 30th, a Saturday with so much at stake. I cannot wait for week number nine of college football. Oh, this is what it's all about. We're in the f- final stretch run, and, and teams that are jockeying for position for a potential college football playoff appearance, the pressure set. So we have to see how some of these teams respond. Even Cincinnati, I mean, they had a scare this past weekend in Annapolis. I mean, started slow. They were on life support in the final minute and a half. So if they slip up, in the final month of the season that could potentially open the door for maybe even a two loss team to sneak into the college football playoff if they're a conference champion i mean you just look up and down the slate right now in the fanduel sportsbook cincinnati a 24 and a half point favorite on the road against tulane on saturday baylor and texas that is going to be a good one in waco the bears laying two and a half at home iowa state a potential trap game scenario laying seven and a half on the road against West Virginia. Miami in Pittsburgh. Pitt, a tough test now in the Coastal, laying 11 and a half. So many good conference games across the entire slate this upcoming weekend in college football. Weekend number nine. We round out our number two of the morning after here on the grid, Sirius XM Channel 204, with Joe Lisi asking him a question about that over under total for a Big Ten battle that'll make your heart sing if your name is Big Ten Ben. 36 and a half for Iowa and Wisconsin. Is it the right number? We find out from Joe on the other side of the break, right here on The Grid.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our second hour here on the morning after on a Monday, you're listening on Sirius XM channel 204 all across the sports grid network for this entire second hour. I am Ben Stevens and I have been joined by Joe Lisi sports grids, CFB analyst talking all things college football. We end out this second hour getting Joe's opinion on if this small, small, small over under total for Iowa and Wisconsin makes sense. It's time to buy or sell. All right, Joe, it is a beautiful thing in the Big Ten Conference when you see an over-under total for a game between Wisconsin and Iowa open up at 36.5. So my buy or sell question for you is this. Are we buying or are we selling? The under is going to hit of that 36.5 in Camp Randall on Saturday. Well, typically I would bang the over, but I'm going to go with the under here because of the number 36 and a half. You look at last year, it was 28 to 7. A couple of years ago, they put up 52 points. I believe the total was in the area of about 44 and a half, but I'm going to go with the under. Typically, we see in the area 39 and a half, 40, you take the over. 36 and a half, right above five touchdowns. I'm going to take the under. Have no confidence in Petrus or Graham Mertz in this ballgame. Wisconsin had an over-under total of 39.5 in two straight weeks. It got steamed up to 40.5 against Purdue last Saturday. It was 39.5 against Army, a service academy, who runs the triple option. Iowa doesn't, but yet they can't really score. So it is going to be a fascinating battle in a Big Ten West, Joe, that is wide open and kind of chaotic at the moment in the Big Ten Conference. Joe Lisi, you can catch him each and every day on College Football Full Circle, Pro Football Full Circle, noon Eastern until 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on the grid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. Joe, as always, thank you very much for your time. Anytime, Ben. Love the show, and keep an eye out for P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers in the West. I don't mind it at all. You've been all over it. Minnesota, 5-2 and two straight up this year. We'll see how that goes. Hour number three, happy hour of the morning after is coming up next right here on The Grid.